Welcome to the December edition of The Gavel. I'm here, Cam, and this week, month, basically, I have a special guest star, Josh Ingram. Oh, thank you, Cam. Josh is a debater from Texas, not by his yeah. own choosing. <laughs> and you've been in debate two years? Uh, yeah. Yeah, two years. And what events do you do? Uh, I do Lincoln-Douglas and domestic extemporaneous speaking and foreign extent. But mostly LD? Yes, mostly. Which, for everyone from Rhode Island who doesn't know, is a one-on-one debate. Yes. Pretty much it's a philosophy debate as well. Even though a lot of facts get brought into it, it's supposed to be philosophy. just isn't. So he's smart, and he's only a sophomore. Smart. (laughs) And right now we're going to do The Chronicle, which is our news show, and we're going to dissect the GOP. Uh, Good old politics. Hopefully we'll actually be able to cut into Michelle Bachman and find what makes her tick. (laughs) I don't think anyone can do that, honestly. We can try. I mean, from a from an open mind standpoint, um, <laughs> some people like her, but because but she's well, 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 you have to think. <laughs> it's her and Sarah Palin are the only female candidates that are worthy, and um, even that is saying little. So, I mean, she's proved herself against Palin. It's just proving herself against the other candidates that she has uh, fell behind. And I guess you could say. Well, I think she also does some things that are visually bad and stupid and hurtful to well, the candidates. Look at Sarah Palin. She went from being this uh, this very uh, self-disciplined politician, and then she got her um, TV show. I forget what channel it's on. I think it's on ABC. She got her TV show about her life in Alaska, and now she's uh, transformed herself from a politician more into a celebrity. Right. I mean, everyone, everyone goes through transformations when they're um, in, in the political business. I mean, I can't think of one person who hasn't. Hmm. I'm looking at an article right now that was just posted on MSNBC, and it says that Mitt Romney and Ron Paul are nearly even in Iowa. <laughs> oh. It's Ouch. A, Newt Gingrich has collapsed, and Rick Santorum has soared. Okay, was Gingrich ever ahead to collapse? Yeah, he was, past couple of weeks. Really? Um, just before Ron Paul exploded, yeah. I mean, for the majority, has he been ahead? Because from what yeah, I see, bottom. Yeah. Well, he's also, he's running a campaign on values, and I know we're supposed to yep. look at a candidate different than how they are as a person, but he cheated on his wife really when she had cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's cheated on his past three wives. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Tiger Woods up in here. Okay, so I'm looking at um I'm looking at the GOP standings from September of two thousand ten. Um as always, Mitt Romney is at the top with uh thirty one point two percent. Um we got John Thune, eighteen percent, Sarah Palin barely trailing with seventeen point nine percent, uh Mitch Daniels thirteen percent. Tim Pawlentney, 12.8%, and then at the very bottom of the list, we have Newt Gingrich with 10.4%. And that was in 2010? 
Yeah, and, and, and that's the kind of reputation I'm talking about. He has never uh, started out on a high note. He's always been at the bottom. Right. If you look at it, like, right now, and kind of to show the evolution of how the campaign trail has killed them, Romney yeah. is at 23%. Mm-hmm. Ron Paul is at 21%. And then there's Rick Santorum at 15%, Perry at 14 Gingrich at 13 and Bachman at 6 Let me ask you this. Um... If you don't mind expressing your own opinion, uh, that's what. We if do. you take, <laughs> well, I, I'm talking about. I'm not trying to sound offensive to Democrats or anything. If you had to pick a a Republican candidate, you would pick Mitt Romney, correct? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. It depends on when, because Mitt Romney changes his opinion every ten minutes. As of right now. As of right now, hmm. Well, going down the list, I like making fun of Michelle Bachman too much to consider her a serious candidate. I don't like Newt Gingrich. Uh, I didn't like the pizza man when he was here. <laughs> I don't like Rick Perry. So it would it would have to be either Ron Paul or Romney. But I would say Romney is the closest to what I would want, even though I'm not of that party. Wasn't it you that said uh, Ron Paul has failed in the last 63? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. So um, if we took Mitt Romney, now as I was informing you earlier, and as those of you that don't know, um, President Obama is expected to have a $1 billion budget for his presidential campaign to be elected for a second term. Um Cam and I were discussing this, but we're not exactly sure where this money is coming from, whether it's coming from uh, tax dollars or what. We don't see how he has, how, how he's permitted to do that. But if we were to compare President Obama with his budget against um, a candidate like Mitt Romney, since we're not too familiar with uh, the Democrat candidates yet, uh, how do you feel would be the best way for Mitt Romney to approach the situation? What do you think his focuses need to be? Well, most of the campaign money comes from lobbyists. That's why you see half the candidates pandering to different special interest groups. Yeah. And I I find it hard to believe that there's any sort of amendment that would let a president use taxpayer money for a campaign. That seems a bit crazy to me. It did me too, and I, I'm just reading it, and it, I keep having to reread it because it's so hard to believe. Where, where did you I find mean, this article? Um, support.gop.com, uh, hmm. talking about it, it's for the Republican National Committee, okay. giving a reach out not to reelect Obama. Hmm. You know, typical trash talking and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I I would prefer if they actually had a candidate that they wanted instead of just not wanting Obama. Yeah. Yeah, because instead of favoring one candidate, all they're doing is putting another one down. Um, so we had the problem last last term when, if you remember, Obama was against John McCain. Um, one of the major arguments made against John McCain was that he was too old to run for president. Do you remember how old he was at the time? He looked much older than he was. That was worse. Wasn't he in his 60s? Yeah, that's what I thought. And um, I'm looking at Mitt Romney right now. He's 64 years old. So what? what's the difference between... Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. 
Born March 12th, 1947. <laughs> he does not look that old. I know. It, it, it's really hard to believe. So what is... Uh, oh my god, the wonders of what? makeup. And he's he's so much more successful than John McCain. He's not... I, I, I can't see one person on... I'm just looking at a lot of uh, online debates about this. I'm not seeing one argument saying he's too old, yet John McCain was the same age, and he got completely smothered for it. Well, I think Mitt Romney has a better voice and face than uh, John McCain. So did Obama, but that doesn't mean he's a better candidate. <laughs> the, the thing... My point about Mitt Romney is that he's done good things. If you look at just his standings in the country with what he's done for Massachusetts, half of the Republicans are running around calling the healthcare system Obamacare because they're yeah. calling his system President Obama's system. But his healthcare system has been very successful in Massachusetts. And I would hate for him to have to sacrifice that because there's a moron in Kansas calling him Obama. Thank you. You have just spoke to me in so many ways. That is, that has been my exact opinion since the whole Obamni. I heard that Obamni care crap first listening to uh, the Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and I could not believe that people were saying that. And that was on like CNN, right? Like, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I hate when candidates are forced to toe the party line. I hate when people go to the booth on election day and just pull the lever for one party because there's yes. no way that you can agree with every single thing i mean you right. are you can be fiscally conservative which you are but on all the different issues that have somehow attached themselves to the republican party which are nuts you don't yeah. agree with all the crazy ones well, believe it or not um I, I've shifted from conservative more to neutral. I've been able to favor both sides. Um, yeah, what I've flexible. noticed, yeah, and what I've noticed is that I I favor the Republican Party, but I can also agree with a lot of things that the, the Democrats have to offer. I do. Um, once again, as I said, we don't know exactly uh, who to be expecting from the Democratic Party. But from the Republicans, I'm I'm favoring Mitt Romney. That's not saying I like him. I'm just saying, of the, he, yeah, yeah, because I, I really don't like any of the candidates. But of the ones we're offered, he is probably my favorite. If you look at Ron Paul, because I just wanted to see just how old he was. He was born in 1935. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you want to know something I just found out that's a kicker? What? Um, <laughs> I have one better about him. I just... <laughs> so I read this thing about his age while I'm reading longer on his biography. He ran for president last term. Uh, <laughs> he ended his run February 2008 after falling behind John McCain. <laughs> Ouch. It's so ironic. Um, I have something better. Okay. I was trying to read up about his just his life in general and what he used to do, and he mm -hmm. was trained in gynecology. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's Mr. President. Yeah, that would have been. Okay. So yeah, um, 
to talk about something kind of funny for a second. Do you remember a couple debates ago when he had, like, a little eyebrow toupee that fell off? I do. That was funny. I watched that. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we can talk about that for a second. Sort of the the principle of appearances in elections. I mean, (laughs) Rick Perry, we know he's stupid because he opened his mouth in elections. I mean, uh, debates. And he's from Texas. There's that, too. But, I mean, (laughs) debates have sort of ruined him. Yeah. And the whole principle of appearances with someone having an eyebrow toupee and pounds of makeup in every commercial break. How do you feel about that? Um, honestly, what I find, I don't want to say sad because I don't want to say mushy, but um, about Rick Perry, it's really disappointing because he can, he has his, his shining moments, I suppose, where he can reach out and uh, touch a very large group of people, but then he gets attacked on one of his points. And his his big problem with the debates is the rebuttals. He just cannot defend himself. He lets people walk all over him. And I think that's what's affected him the most. If you remember with the first few um, debates, it was basically just Mitt Romney and Rick Perry, and everyone else was kind of watching. Mm-hmm. Perry for president was the, the big word going around. And then he couldn't count to three. Yeah. 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 You know what's funny? A uh, little backstory. There was um, there was a little... Uh, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They had some old World War II planes down at Hooks Airport. My dad wanted to go see them, so we were there watching the planes, and all of a sudden this... Uh, helicopter lands and these secret service men get out. Now comes Rick Perry and he comes and shakes my hand and he goes, good job, son. It's like, who are you? And then my dad was like, that's Rick Perry. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was really awkward. He just shook my hand and told me good job. It's like, I don't know you. What am I doing a good job at? Watching airplanes? Thank you. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was awkward. He's a very awkward man. Yeah, he is. Um, I heard a story that he always carries a gun with him because he's a Texan. But his has, like, some sort of scope or laser sight on it. And he was carrying it with him while he was jogging one morning with his dog. And, uh, like, a snake popped out of a culvert and tried to attack the dog. So he pulled out his gun and shot the snake. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine Rick Perry running with, like, a hunting rifle? Taking out a snake? <laughs> I feel bad for the dog that has to run with him. <laughs> Who would want to be seen with that? I mean... Mm-hmm. I don't know nah, if you I'm... listened a couple episodes ago, but we sort of dissected um, what an awful human being Newt Gingrich is. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't think I did. That was, you sh- you'd like that, I think. <laughs> but As I said, only listen to the majority of the podcasts that were, that were played. Right. Um, to go into Mitt Romney, sort of the, the unspoken thing that most of the candidates have taken cheap shots on is the fact that he's Mormon. How do you think religion does play and then should play in these elections? Um, obviously, I think, you know, obviously religion plays a very, very large part. Um, if you look at President Obama, there were the big debates before he was elected saying, you know, oh, he's Muslim. Um, and, and for some reason, there's this stereotype that all terrorists or Muslim when in all reality there's homegrown terrorists and terrorists from every religion. So 
Um, that was the big stereotype put against President Obama, but then they they said, uh, no, he's Christian. And there's been a lot of misunderstanding and confusion. Well, just a little while ago, um, President Obama came out and gave a speech to the country saying we are no longer a, a country founded on um, Christianity. We're a country open to all religions, so we can no longer call ourselves a Christian country. Um, that's fine, but I do have to say it, it played a big part. It shouldn't because... We are a country open to all religions, and I think it's wrong for us to, to judge someone based off um, their beliefs as long as they know how to properly run and govern a country and uh, protect their people. Um, I don't think it should matter their their faith, yet it, it it's played a very, very depressing part, I think, in the election. Given that there are two um, Mormon candidates running just in the GOP and I think I saw a poll that said 38% of America would never vote for a Mormon yeah that's why, wrong why is it any different why every time Mitt Romney does a speech or even does something good whether or not we agree with it he does something productive and there's some toupee moron on whatever news channel you open up to who's saying oh Mormonism is a cult why is that <laughs> Oh, toupee, you reminded me of Donald Trump there for a minute. Um, <laughs> you know, that's really, that is really just human ignorance and, and stubbornness at its best. There, there's really no logic that can explain that, honestly. Would you, do you think that there is any religion, or lack thereof, that is worth a mention in an election. Do you think there's anything that maybe the country should tailor itself to or against? I know a large portion of our legal system is based on Christian ideals, but do you think it would matter if we had a Muslim president or if we had an atheist president? Um, I, I don't think it should matter. But I definitely think it would. It would play a very large part and lead to a lot of uh, retaliation just because all of our presidents have claimed Christian faith, and so that would be definitely a big change. Honestly, I think um, when looking into and electing candidates, I don't think we should be looking at faith and religion, but um, instead job history and careers and success. Mm-hmm. Um, for example... Uh, you you had John McCain and President Obama. You probably know I was a very very big McCain fan. Um, President Obama, he at the time um, was a very well claimed intelligent man, um, but very young and didn't really have much experience. John McCain, however, had very very much experience and yet was just as intelligent. Um, I, I would prefer a president that has experience in that field rather than one that's new with a fresh mind just because it would make them um, I guess you could say more wise when having to contemplate a decision and implement you know knowledge and right. things like that I didn't I didn't mean um, the effect of people voting on them I meant how they enact policy or how they lead the country oh no I don't think I I, I don't think religion should um, no, that should not go into policy at all because that is such a, a biased thought, in my opinion. It, 
it it would affect people in such a so, horrifying way. So how do you feel every time Rick Perry pulls out a gun and screams, it's a Christian country? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> let's just say that's one of the very many reasons I don't agree with his uh, his idea to run for president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll have to worry about moving his office no. at all. No, 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 no. Uh, I almost want to buy him like a like a card and be like, I'm sorry. I mean, he supported secession in I think yeah. 2003. Yeah, he did. Uh huh. See, my my personal ideal is that we should let Texas secede and just to kind of get rid of him. <laughs> you know. But no, no, it, it's stupid, and I don't know how anyone like that runs for president. Yeah. I wonder, can the president actually carry a handgun? Probably. Hmm. Um, well, I know... I mean, they have Secret Service around them all the time. Right. But, I mean, if he can't personally carry a handgun, he's from Texas, he wouldn't be content. No. No, you have... have, He would have, like, a guns locker in the Oval Office. Oh, yeah. AK-47, you know, all that good stuff. How How do you feel about that for a second, just to kind of go off on that... Um, civilians being able to buy automatic weapons. Oh, automatic weapons? No. Just no, it's any not... sort of machine gun type thing. No. It is... Um, I can see a concealed handgun uh, safety, things such as that. Um, you know, a lot of police officers are issued a concealed handgun license for when they're off duty. Um, I can see a shotgun in your home for home defense, um, but I think even that is pushing it a little. I don't think automatic weapons are at all necessary because, I mean, I know I know in the state of Texas, if somebody is uh, infiltrating your home, you can shoot them, but you have to shoot to kill them because if they're not dead after you shoot them, they can sue you for a, a whole lot of money. And so, doesn't that say something nice about us? Yeah, right. Um, but I don't think you need an automatic weapon to make sure they're dead. You just unload a full clip from a handgun, and I think you're okay. See, I, I, I ask you that because I know no one else knows this, but you're into criminal justice. Definitely. So, uh, that's such a weird concept, isn't it, though, the president with a handgun? Not Rick Perry, I mean a normal president. I mean, what happens when he gets a little stressed from his job? Wouldn't that be a, a bad influence to have around him? Again, Rick Perry or a normal person? <laughs> Rick Perry. <laughs> He's from Texas. He goes he goes gun crazy. You know, I think that's a good idea. Since we did Newt Gingrich the other week, well, month, and we're doing Mitt Romney now, we could go into even some of his voting history or just yeah. contentious standings. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking here. I found a, sort of a list of things he's voted for and against. And he's notorious for flipping sides a lot. Yeah, I've noticed that. More often I... than not, he's against gay marriage, but he flip-flops on um, the repealing of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Well, here's the deal with that. Before he even um, decided to run for president... Um, I mean, I'm sure you know this. You've lived in Texas for quite a bit. As Texas governor, he was not a not a very decisive person. He was always uh, biased to on one side, and then are you uh, Rick Perry or Mitt Romney? Rick Perry. Okay, I didn't know if you just said the wrong state. Okay. No, and then he would um, just randomly switch to the other side. Um, 
And, and Rick Perry was actually, he did say he didn't agree with gay marriage and he got very much bashed for it. And, and then when he heard basically all the retaliation from it, he, he came out again and he said, well, actually I do. It's just one of those things. He, he tries to make everybody happy and he goes about it the wrong way. Did you see that campaign ad that he put out a little while ago? Uh, I don't think so. The one that is now the most disliked video on YouTube ever. What is it? It was all about religion. It was like him standing on the side of a hill, incidentally in the same jacket that they wore in Brokeback Mountain. And, yeah, seriously. And he started it by saying, yes, I am a Christian. And then it cut to all these kids saying that they're Christian too, and it was weird. It 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 was stupid and didn't make sense. Is anything he says not stupid, and no. does it ever make sense? That's true. Here, I'm gonna try to find the video. Okay. I, I would like this. Okay, I just typed in Rick Perry to Google, and you know okay. it suggests the next words. Yeah. And it gives us Rick Perry gay, Rick Perry debate, Rick Perry Wikipedia, and Rick Perry drunk. <laughs> okay, here. Okay. The the YouTube video is called Strong, and it has almost 8 million views. Okay. All right, here. I'm going to see if this works. I'm going to take out my headphones and see if I can play it so you can hear it. Okay. All right. Tell me if you can hear this. I'm not ashamed. Did you hear that? Yeah. All right, here we go. And uh, we'll do like a little analysis afterwards. I admit that I'm a Christian. But you don't need to be in the pew every Sunday to know that there's something wrong in this country when gays can serve openly in the military, but our kids can't openly celebrate Christmas or pray in school. As president, I'll end Obama's war on religion, and I'll fight against liberal attacks on our religious heritage. Faith made America strong. It can make her strong again. I'm Rick Perry, and I approve this message. Initial thoughts. That is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Seriously, what is that? <laughs> my kids can live openly with gays? No, no, he said... He said gays can serve openly in the military. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then my kids... <laughs> That would have been better, though. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been bad. Oh, that is horrible, Cam. Oh, come on, Rick. Ricky. Do you think that President Obama has a war on religion? No, I think, uh, I think he was put into a war on religion. Explain that. Um, you know, the war on terrorism... It's all. It's a very large religious concept. I mean, he didn't he didn't choose for it. It was what was given to him. I think Rick Perry was talking about Christianity, though, not being mean to Muslims. And if that is what he meant, then he is an idiot that needs to go home, read a book, and never walk outside his door again. And by that you mean read a book besides the Bible, just for a change for a while. Yeah, and we all need to drive by his house and egg it. Um, to go back to Mitt Romney, he has said multiple times, and he's voted on it about 60 times, that he's against gay marriage because John Adams didn't put it in the Constitution. 
Okay. So, because one man that was... Okay. Um, this was before the the religions in this country were as diverse as they are now? Yeah, it, you know, it was when slavery was totally acceptable. And it was when everyone was very loyal to the church. Um, it, it's almost if we were to relate it to, you know, Roman times where the church ruled. Um, it, it, it was that mindset where you, you need to do by what God says and follow the, the faiths of Christianity. Now, as we grew as a country, so did the religion. And that's the thing. Not everybody decided to agree with the religion, and that's their right because we have freedom of religion. And so whether or not we believe in the teachings of Christianity, it is one's own constitutional right to be gay. I mean... It's also, and, and, it's, it's also one's constitutional right to not be Christian. I mean, wasn't yeah, that what the country was formed about? Definitely. And he said that wasn't in the Constitution? He said that gay marriage wasn't specifically in the Constitution. Okay. This seems Neither to be... was the black president, but that happened too. I mean... Right, you know, we've had a couple important amendments, just a few. Yeah. Here, uh, here are a couple voting things for Mitt Romney on crime. Okay. I have some quotes here. Uh, okay, the question was, what are you going to do about black-on-black crime, the war in the inner city? And he said, number one is to get more moms and dads. Number two, we've got to have better education in our schools. And number three, we have to do a better job with our policing. And I was very proud that they, I added one state police class after another. Uh-huh. Um... Okay. Once again, coming from the criminal justice standpoint, the pretty much every, except with the exception of LAPD, every police department in the United States is probably more trained than anywhere else in the world. Um, with the exception of LAPD, and I say that because they get charged with more than I can count. Um, cases of police brutality. Um, with that aside, I don't think he has any right to be saying that it's the policing that's the issue. I mean, who is he? I mean, honestly. Well, do you think he's right in any of the other two? No. Moms and dads, like, what's that gonna do? Let's have more babies. Um, okay, here's a good quote. This is um, on the death penalty. Romney pushes for a death penalty law for murderers convicted of heinous first-degree homicides. The ultimate penalty should be available in Massachusetts for criminals who commit the most egregious murders. <clears throat> Again, from a law enforcement perspective, how do you feel about that? Um, honestly, that... That is nearly impossible, um, just to be straightforward. It's nearly impossible to judge that from a nation standpoint because that is a state issue. Um, each state has their own policies and such regarding the death penalty, so he can't really discuss that from a nationwide standpoint. Do you think that it should be 
a nation-wide issue or a state issue? Uh, definitely not. I think um, the state system we've had going on, um, I, I hate to say this because I'm in Texas, but Texas has been the worst with death penalties. We kill the most people every year. Yep. Um, yeah, we kill 83% um, of all people on death row every year. And we have the most you know, we have the most people on death row out of any other state. Um, with that said, of any major country, even I right. Mean, and, if you look at the percentage of our population that's in prison, it far outshines everyone else. Right, but but with that said, we have to think. Even though Texas is the worst at it, honestly, the number of people that are killed is a very small percentage, and so it hasn't been all that bad and we only in the state of Texas we only give the death penalty to those who commit a capital crime such as you know capital murder or any other first degree felony that is you know worthy of it and of course it goes by um, a court trial in front of a judge or jury so it's not like it's just handed to you and say well you know you have no way out of it you're going to have your rights um, but honestly it should not be a nationwide issue why um just because the state policies have worked so well in the past, there hasn't they worked been, well. How have they not? The the death penalty has never because caused you have, major like because you have Texas executing people every couple of days, and I mean by comparison to half the other states in the country. Right, but you have to think nationwide. That's still such a small number that, uh, and we're only killing people that are the worst of the worst. All the others we've even in the past year. Texas has uh, changed things, and since our prisons are getting too um, filled and we're not able to hold as many people as we have, we've been changing the policies and giving a lot of felons in prison. We're giving them, uh, you know, 80 years with parole so that they still have a, a chance. Like, we're not just cutting them off. Why do you we've, think that, or why do you personally support state-ordered execution, given the fact that of all the developed nations that we respect and even model ourselves after, don't have it? Because there are so many, you have to think, we've run by, uh, it, it's been state jurisdiction for uh, pretty much as long as we can remember, and so if we were to change that to nationwide, each state would have its own conflicting opinions and there would be it would cause a lot of governmental disruption and it's honestly smoother just to stick with what we've been doing well not looking at it from a structural way like you just said of sort of the transition looking at it from an ethical view and having your knowledge of criminal justice why do you think it's a good thing or do you think it's a necessary evil um, honestly, and sorry to bring my religion into this, I don't agree with the death penalty at all, but the way it's worked out, um, I believe, uh, I don't know, it could happen nationwide, I'm not sure if it'd be the best choice, just because there's nothing that's happened such as that, so we don't know what the, the major opinions would be and what the policies would turn out to be, because there's a lot of other states that are very... We're very lenient with our death penalty. As I said, we only kill the worst of the worst. That just happens to be a lot in the state of Texas. Um, but everywhere else, they'll they'll issue the death penalty for um, a large number of reasons. And with that said, I don't know if 
the vast majority of votes given towards that subject would mean more people would get killed. I'm not sure if that's ethically correct. I mean, it, it would all depend on what the what the statement said would be. Okay. Um, that was well-reasoned. Thank you. Basically, to sum up, regardless of most of their policies, if you look at just capability and intelligence of most of the GOP candidates, I think the reason we both like Mitt Romney is because he's intelligent and not totally crazy. Right, and he doesn't have an enormously large ego. Right, I mean, even if you look at the intelligence, he was valedictorian of his undergraduate class at Brigham Young, and then obtained dual business and law degrees from Harvard. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely has the education background, um, but it's just pitting him up against the other candidates with his governmental background to see who is better suited for the job. And Rick Perry isn't. Definitely not. That There's no question asked about that one. So when we started this, we were sort of going down the list. We've done Newt Gingrich in another show. We've done mm-hmm. Michelle Bachman a couple times. Uh, Rick Perry. Maybe we can do Ron Paul next time. And yeah. now we've done Mitt Romney. Ron Paul is like 84 years old. Yeah. He's like one of those old Japanese senseis. What do you think he does when he looks at an iPhone? Cries? <laughs> no, he... As I said, he's an old Japanese sensei. He looks at one of his monks and he goes, What is this magic? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, Ron. That was really the chronicle and the deliberation because we did every issue that he's ever talked about. <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, I mean... We went over a lot, considering the lengths of your other shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did. Fifty-one. like half an hour. We're at fifty-two minutes right now. But the difference is, we won't have to edit this one. It was just a natural, exactly intelligent conversation. And uh, even though we might be a little crude and one-sided with our arguments against people, they the people listening can at least hear a very natural reaction. Um, they can hear a discussion, and they can hear. Uh, a view that they might not feel exactly. as expressed. I mean, so, I think this was good. I mean, you're mostly conservative, and you've lived in Texas your whole life, and I'm not conservative and have lived in Texas for a couple of years. So, I mean, I think we have a good representation. Yeah. I mean, even though you're from the smallest state in the world, I mean... Yes, but we have, we're not the smallest population in the country. Of course not. We have a million people. Who Who is the smallest population then? Probably Alaska or Montana. Alaska. Or I think <laughs> Delaware has less people. That's sad. I think Delaware has less people. I don't even know where Delaware is on a map, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> really? Really. Find Rhode Island. <laughs> I forget my state's all. general area. <laughs> I have no clue, dude. It's on the East Coast. You have to think the only place I've been out of state is New Orleans, and that was when I was, like, a little kid, so... Yeah, that doesn't count. No. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we will culture you. Okay. Of course. Well, With this... your own ways. Exactly. All right, well, this was the December issue of the Chronicle slash Deliberation slash We'll Talk About Mitt Romney. All right.
Uh, it was great. And I'm Ken Fusil. And I'm Joshua Ingram. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Maybe. Bye-bye. Adios.